What is going on, crafters? Welcome back to another episode of Dig Straight Down with me, your host, Rebel JC. If this is your first time tuning into Dig Straight Down, I want to welcome you to the show. It's a podcast all about Minecraft updates, whether those are updates that are actually coming to the game or these are updates that we're just making up on our own just for fun. Either way, if either of those things are interesting to you at all, you're in the right place and I'm happy that you're here. All right, everybody, let's get into the Q&A segment of this episode. A few episodes ago, I asked you guys, what is your favorite farm to build? And what would you do to make that farm better? What would you add to Minecraft to make that farm better? And this is what you guys had to say. Now, I do think maybe there was a little bit of confusion as to the question. Um, some, a lot of the answers actually were a little bit off topic. Um, but that's fine. We managed to get some really good ones here. Uh, but thanks to everybody who took part in this. Again, I really, really love it when you guys engage with the show. So let's read some of these answers. Uh, from LP, they write, I love wheat farms. You get bread and that gives you a decent amount of hunger. And but by the way, just an aside, it's really funny. It's really funny that we describe um, eating food and refilling our hunger bar as um, getting hunger <laughs> um, because it, it is a hunger bar. It shows us our level of hunger in the game. And it's just, it, it's just funny that we describe it as, oh man, this food gives you a lot of hunger. When what we mean is it actually takes hunger away from you. But anyway, I digress. So you get bread and that gives you a decent amount of hunger. It's also great to break all the wheat. <laughs> I agree. It's really satisfying. I can make it better by adding the plow. It could be powered by bison. I, I like this idea a lot. Um, I, I love bison as as just an animal. They're such they're such cool animals. Like they seem so, like they're like almost like whales for like the land, you know, like out of water because they're so large and so like slow and, and gentle seeming. Yet they're so powerful. You do not want to be um, uh, in. Uh, you do not want to anger a bison or a buffalo. I'll just say that. So there, I, I would love to see an animal like this in Minecraft, even if it was more fantasy somehow. I mean, obviously thinking um, Appa from Avatar The Last Airbender, some sort of air bison. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then having a plow, I could see this being really, really cool. Obviously, the hoe is very good for um, creating farmland, but maybe the plow, if you loaded up the plow with seeds you could uh plow the land and plant the seeds at the same time uh i don't know maybe it's one of those things where it's like yeah it'd be cool to have this in the game but is there actually a use for it and i think that if we tried we could find a use for it but it might be one of those things where it's like well we don't want to create a problem just because we want a really cool tool to fix it uh so but anyway i do think it is a cool idea when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Taylor Taylor says, my favorite type of farm is a carrot farm to make golden carrots. Yes, golden carrots are the best food in the game. And I think farming would be better if the water could be under the block that you're farming on. Amen. And I agree to this. I hate 
building uh, those crop farms where you have to have like a a, a single block of water uh, touching a certain amount of the the farmland around it to hydrate it. I do kind of wish that we could just you know dig a, a another block layer down and flood an area with water and then just build a farmland on top of it. It just, I don't know why it doesn't work that way, why the water actually has to be parallel with the farmland in order to hydrate it. But I do agree that would make for a lot more aesthetically pleasing um, farms without sacrificing the work that it takes to make the farm work in the first place. So I'm 100, 100% on board with this kind of irrigating your farm. Blissey says, I think the villagers should farm for you, but I think that should they should either farm quicker or they should use bone meal when they farm. Now, Blissey, I think that you are aware, I think that you were saying this, that villagers can actually farm for you. So uh, villager farmers can actually, you can set up an automated villager powered farm where they can farm all sorts of things from beetroots to carrots, to potatoes, to wheat, anything that can grow except for watermelons and pumpkins because they can't break blocks. It would be really cool if they could, um, but there, there, there are other really good farms for those. But for those uh, more, uh, I guess, softer <laughs> crops like carrots and potatoes and wheat, um, and of course, beetroot as well, they can farm those for you. And that's such a really cool feature that I, I love to see um, in villages. It just makes the village seem like a place where they are actually living and not just as like, you know, a, a, a set of props, you know, where it's supposed to look like they live here, but they, they're actually just hanging around. Um, I like that immersion when you see a farmer villager actually planting seeds and reaping a harvest is really really cool and then when they share the food around when they have an inventory full i love that so much um and i wish that would be extended to the other villagers as well such as the fishermen i think that the fisherman villager uh could be really be really cool if they could get into a boat and paddle around a body of water and maybe even throw a line out and fish a little bit i think that that would be wonderful um but regardless they can actually farm for you but I do agree it would be cool if there were a perk to using villagers to farm for you. Again, maybe if you give them bone meal and they have bone meal in their inventory, then they could uh, use that bone meal on the crops that they're planting and have it grow even faster. Um, or maybe they uh, could, instead of you giving the, them the bone meal, Maybe they could go to the composter that they are, you know, connected to and they could compost the excess seeds or whatever that they have and use the bone meal that they get from that to then bone meal their crops. And finally, Silas says, I like to build food farms and I really think an irrigation system could be added. By using copper pipes and faucets, the crops could grow more efficiently. Now, what this kind of sparks my imagination a little bit um, Say we kept the whole system of having to use like a water source near uh, farmland blocks to keep them hydrated. But if you went a little bit more high tech and used these copper pipes and copper faucets and stuff like that and built a, a more high tech irrigation system, let's say you could combine the water with bone meal to have a sort of hydration and uh, bone mealing system all in one, that might be really, really cool. So you have fertilizing uh, water that's going onto your crops rather than just normal plain water. I don't know. That might be interesting. 
Well, thank you so much, guys, for these ideas. And if you want your ideas read out on a upcoming episode, go to this episode on Spotify, interact with the Q&A post there, and I'll do my best to read out as many of those answers as I can in an upcoming episode. Before we get on to the main discussion, I do want to remind you guys I want to start a Discord for this podcast so that you who listen to this podcast can interact with other people who also listen to the podcast. Um, it would be so fun. We've done this before. I had to quit because I just didn't have enough time and energy to invest a lot in it. But now I feel like I do and I don't want to do it alone. So guys, if you're interested in this happening and you are at least 18 years old and would like to be a moderator, let me know by sending me an email to digstraightdowncast at gmail.com to let me know that you're interested. And when I have about five people lined up to be a moderator for this, I'll let you guys know and we will uh, pick a date to reopen or open a new uh, Discord for this community. Also, guys, the one block challenge uh, for this week is due today. So if you're listening to this in the evening, it's too late. <laughs> um, so I really want you guys to send me those ideas if you can. In fact, it might be better to go ahead and start sending them on Wednesdays at the latest because I don't really want to be in a huge time crunch to get these together for Friday. I like to record my episodes as early as I can. And so uh, if you send them to me on Wednesdays from now on, that would actually be best. But try to send them to me and I'll do my best to, to, to keep the window open for you guys as long as possible for this week. And I think for next week, the due, the due date will be Wednesday. Um, I will announce the winners of this challenge and the theme for the next challenge in tomorrow's episode. And guys, I'm very excited. This is going to be one of the, the things about this podcast that I love doing. I love doing these challenges, throwing these ideas out there to you guys and seeing what you come up with. It's one of the fun things I love about doing this podcast. And I just thank you for interacting with me and, and being such a great community and having all these wonderful ideas to share with me and I get to react to them. Uh, it's been a lot of fun for me. So Thank you guys so much for that. And yeah, uh, stay tuned for next episode when I announce the winners and announce the theme for the next challenge. All right, guys, let's get into the main discussion of this episode. This being a Thursday episode, it is, of course, an email episode, and we have a lot of emails in the inbox. I'm only going to go through a few of them in this episode, but don't worry if I haven't gotten to yours yet. It's probably still in the hopper, as they say, so uh, be patient. I'm, 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 I go through the, ep the emails very, very slowly. In fact, um, I feel like there's one email in this uh, in these three that have been holding on to for a while, and you'll see which one. Uh, so let's get into the first one here. This one is from Miss Kath, and they write, Hello, Rebel. I had an idea for a new mob in Minecraft, and it's called the Soul Rider. The Soul Rider is found in the Soul Valleys of the Nether, and it's quite rare. The Soul Rider has adapted to its home. When it is on soul sand, it gets a jump boost and the highest level of soul speed. To ride and tame this mob, you need to find its special saddle, special saddle, <laughs> its special saddle in a bastion chest. These are rare, like the mob, because when they wear the saddle, they can walk on lava like the striders. The soul rider has the body of a hoglin and a piglin snout and black spikes on its back, and they included a neat little drawing of this mob. It's very cool, very heavy metal in my opinion, uh, very spiky and hoggy and piggy, and I really like it. So thank you so much for sending this to me. 
Um, I really like this idea. And I want to highlight one of these ideas in this email. They talked about the soul writer adapting to its home. And that just stood out to me as such a really cool theme for a mob to show how maybe this is related to other mobs, but it moved into this area. And over time, it sort of evolved to adapt to its new location. Um, and, and we all know just from experience that the soul sand Valley is a pretty brutal place to be. I mean, even for the nether, the soul sand Valley is probably, uh, the top most dangerous place in the nether, maybe even more so than just being on the surface of the lava lake. I'm, I'm not sure which one is more dangerous, um, but just because of the sheer amount of, um, uh, skeletons that spawn there. And then you also have the uh, ghasts. But then you also have the added challenge of soul sand. And if you do not have soul speed on your boots, then you are, let's just say you're dead. <laughs> you're, there's just no way unless, unless you are just really, really good somehow. Uh, so I really like this idea of a mob that has moved into that area and adapted to that location and it, and has taken on abilities and features that help it thrive in this location. So it's not only surviving, but it also gains some strengths that it really uses to its advantage. And I think this would be really, really cool to see uh, reflected in other mobs in the future as Mojang uh, decides to add new mobs to the game. Um, I think that would be really, really cool to see mobs that are maybe related to other ones that already exist, but they're in a different location. And so they've taken on attributes that help them live in this location. Now, the Soul Rider itself, I think, is a really cool mob. Um, I don't think that it needs to replace the, the Strider. The Strider already doesn't get used as much as it should, honestly. <laughs> I don't think that the uh, Soul Rider needs to actually walk on the lava. That's sort of the niche that the Strider, the Strider has. Um, and I think it need, we need to respect that and let the Strider have its lane. Um, but I do like the idea of something that has a bit more vertical uh, ability to it. So this jump boost is actually a cool idea. We don't have a lot of mobs in the game where you can ride it and it can jump fairly high. Except for the horse and some horses can jump actually quite high. I think I've seen horses that can jump seven blocks, if not more than that. So that's quite impressive. But having a mob that might, um, maybe not as fast, but can do that vertical leap so that we can get around um, climbing uh, fairly well. And I think that would be really good for the nether because there's a lot of climbing up and down that happens in the nether. So maybe if the soul rider's th whole thing was, you know, you, if you want to climb up places, you want you want to get around better in the nether, use the soul rider to jump up high onto the ledges, or you can jump down with a soul rider and it sort of does this little springy bounce at the bottom um, of the jump to protect you. I don't know. Something like that would be really, really cool. So thank you so much for this idea. And let's get on to the next email. All right, this email comes in from Night Dragon and they write, I think that Mojang could make it so that the wolf armor could also be used on cats. I'm not that much of a cat lover, but I know that people would vote for it more if they were able to equip it on cats. Night Dragon's cat died because Mojang decided to only put wolf 
put wolf armor, not cat armor too. Um, okay, so this is the email that is a little bit older, and there's probably a whole lot more in 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 my list of emails to read. Um, <laughs> but because this one obviously was written before the uh, mob vote winner was announced, but. Um, their point here is that the wolf armor should also be used on cats. And I thought that was a very interesting perspective and not necessarily a surprising one because a lot of people, I think, see wolf armor as, um, as, as a primarily a way to protect their pets, um, and not necessarily as a, as something that slots neatly into the niche that the tamed wolf inhabits. And so that, that's just a very complicated way of me saying that the tamed wolf, the whole point of the tamed wolf really is uh, to help protect you and fight with you as sort of like a, um, a sidekick in combat. Whereas the whole point of the cat is to scare away creepers and phantoms and also bring you odds and ends um, if you if you leave it wandering around overnight It'll bring you like little bits of string and rabbit's paws and spider eyes and a whole bunch of different kinds of stuff, uh, which is really cool. But the tamed wolf and the cat, I feel like they do different things. Um, the tamed wolf fights. The cat does cat stuff. <laughs> um, I don't think that the cat is ever meant to actually enter into combat the closest thing that it can do is scare away creepers and mobs so that they don't attack you so i don't think that the armor in mojang's opinion is meant to be a pet protector i think that it's meant to play into this idea that the tamed wolf is sort of like your brother in arms. It is your fellow soldier. It is the, 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 your companion that's coming into battle with you. Whereas you might have left your cat home because your cat's useless in battle. Therefore your cat doesn't need armor. Your tamed wolf does. Um, I, if I was going to be, if I was Mojang, I would probably put the cat armor in as well. I do think that pet armor just just as general pet protection is needed more than um, a tool to make your dog better in combat, even though I would want that too. Um, I don't think that this is necessarily the best way to go about it. I think to make your, your pet wolf a better, you know, part of combat experience, it just needs a complete overhaul, to be honest. Um, because right now it's just not that powerful unless you just have a whole army of little pups, you know, who, who teleports to your side the moment a zombie slaps you, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> um, I don't, I don't think that just a little bit of armor is going to actually make your wolf a, um, a fearsome warrior all of a sudden. It might protect them from taking fall damage. Or, you know, from a bit of a creeper explosion. But other than that, I don't think that it's going to really give them the buff that I think Mojang wants them to have. So, as more of a general pet protection, I do think I agree with Night Dragon here. They should, uh, it should apply to cats as well. Maybe you could make a different kind of armor for your cats. And it would take less armadillo scutes to make your armor for the cats. I don't know, but I agree. Cat, uh, night dragon. I, I agree. Cats should be protected just as much as tamed wolves. And finally, we have an email here from Jamie and they write in the episode reacting to the crafter. Someone suggested spike traps as an idea for update to combat. 
I think that's a really cool idea and I wanted to expand on it. The spike trap could be crafted with an iron pressure plate at the bottom and diagonally above on both sides, two iron ingots. Once in a player's hand, it could be thrown onto the ground, and if a player or a player-sized mob walks into it, they would take a small amount of damage and be stuck until they broke the block, which mobs can't do. This could make running away from or chasing other players more interesting. Jamie logged out after their friend trapped them and blew up their Minecraft base. Oh no, that happens way too often, I think, <laughs> on, uh, on servers. Now, this is an interesting angle on uh, a combat update, and this is something that I don't think a lot of people, when they think about combat, I don't think they think about this in particular. Most of the time, when I think of combat, at least, I think about weapons, and I think about armor, and then maybe even potions and enchantments. Other than that, there, there is a style of combat or there is an angle of combat that is more passive and more um, of the traps, trapster. I don't know if that's the way I'm, the, how I should describe it, but more of that trapping, laying traps kind of strategy. And I do think that adding more items like this would be really, really cool uh, as a part of a more broad combat update and would would lean into a combat style that I don't think many people think about as much. Generally, traps in Minecraft are completely created by the player base. They are not even intended by Mojang. Um, they are built of, you know, several different features put together to create a trap. And, um, you know, you, that's a very creative thing to do. But I do think that there is a little bit of room within the arsenal of Minecraft combat for uh, pre-made, you know, whole feature traps like this where almost like a bear trap, right? You put place it down, you set it, somebody steps in it and they get hurt. I mean, it's very simple, very straightforward. It doesn't have to be super complicated, but it could add a dimension to Minecraft combat that would make it more interesting um, and maybe give people who maybe don't have the best weapons in the game, uh, maybe they're only using the trident, <laughs> um, maybe give them a little bit of an edge against people who might be a little bit better kitted out. Um, I don't know. I like this idea a lot. So thanks so much for sharing it. Well, guys, that'll bring us to the end of this episode. Thank you so much for listening. And guys, again, send me your ideas, your questions, your comments to digstraightdowncast at gmail.com. And I would like to read your email, whatever idea you have. Give me your most random idea for Minecraft. Send it to me at digstraightdowncast at gmail.com. And um, I'll start reading these every Thursday. I love, I love reading ideas from you guys and reacting to them. So keep them coming. And until next episode, guys, keep digging straight down. I'll see you at Bedrock.